this podcast kind of banging episode 61. Yep. Ah, this is going to be... It's a tough one. Yeah. Like, I almost didn't even want to do the podcast this week, honestly. I, and I would have been completely cool with it. I, I was waiting for the... I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm really rocking with it this week. Let's just set up something else. But regardless of when we record it, it would be the next episode since right the unfortunate events. And I never happened. The thing that I struggle with is not wanting to do what everybody else is doing at the time they're doing it. So, like this is something that has and does you know impact me to an extent. So this kind of differs in that way, but I still would prefer to not be doing this right now. But here we go. Yeah, I mean, hell, I would prefer not to be doing this shit at all. At all. Yeah. Um, for those of you who may not know, yeah, which it's hard to believe, but uh, rapper. Activist, definitely talk to activists. Um, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, black solid man. black man. Uh, I mean, all the above, all the above, and more. Stand up, homie. Yeah, family man. Yep. What they say, father, brother, son. Yep. Oh, yep. Father. Yeah. Yeah. Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. Rest was in peace. Gunned down in front of his. In his area, in his neighborhood, neighborhood, in he front of his store, strip. on his property, by a a person. I mean, a person that that clearly was was not was not a friend. Obviously, yeah, that shit. Like that shit. Didn't I mean? Well, it didn't have to happen. It's horrible that it happened, and it is. I don't know. I think because of as fans and just supporters of his music, the message and all that. Like when you find an artist and you gravitate towards them early, like early in their career, or. Even if you just catch on to them and they're like early in the state, like maybe they've been rapping for some time, but you catch on before the the masses catch on, it feels like you've gone along on the same ride. So when he came out, he was talking marathon. I'm building up. I'm giving back. We need to be on top of our game. Supporting black people. Let's support our businesses. Yeah, I bang, but we can do this, that, and the third. We can all come together. We can make something happen. We don't need the big company. We don't need the big organizations. We can do it our way. And I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to show y'all that y'all can do it. With y'all support. With y'all support, we're going to run. And you get in. And even if, like at that point, he wasn't like a household name. But you get the message. You vibe with that music. You start rocking with that person. And it feels like you have a connection with them. Like, all right. Then you find yourself checking for more of that person's music. You get attached. You feel like, like you feel like, yo, I, I'm, I'm rolling with you. Like I've been, I've been rocking with you from the start. And then to finally see Homie's career start to get the mainstream success, because it's one of those things like, like where it's like, I rock with it, 
but I want the masses to rock with it because I know once everybody hears it, everybody's going to fuck with Homie's Vibe. Everybody's going to like it. And it's just going to feel good to see somebody like that be on top. So what's crazy is, you know, generally as an artist or as a person that's just always trying to get to that next level, you don't ease up and you can't ease up. But he had finally reached a point where he had done the quote-unquote heavy lifting. That first major label project came out, critically acclaimed, and Grammy nominated, and it was out for an entire year. Like, it had a year to sit, and it aged well. It's, It's continuing to age well. If you go back and listen to Victory Lap, which is the project I'm talking about right now, you're not going to be disappointed the same way you weren't disappointed that first day or first week that you listened to it. We talked about that project on the second episode of the podcast. So that project was a part of this podcast. Like it's a part of the history of it. It's a part of that, that all-star weekend in Los Angeles, which was all a part of the, the rollout that was, very strategic, very smart, him being so beloved in that city. Of course, the city was going to lift him up, and me being a person that is in tap and, and in touch with uh, the West Coast hip-hop scene, maybe not the whole scene, but definitely the, the major players or the people that are on the, on the come up on that side, I was definitely aware and definitely hip to what was going on with, with, with Nipsey even before that project. And I don't want to point out or, or talk about negativity, but what I've been seeing is people talking about, oh, you wasn't fucking with Nipsey when this happened and, and this album or this. It don't matter. Like, it don't matter when a person starts fucking with an artist. If they start listening to him, that, that's great for the artist. Like, don't be, don't be selfish in that regard because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, whether you listen to him now or you listen to him 10 years ago, he he's gone, like, and and that's that's the most unfortunate part of this whole situation. Yeah, I like, and that's kind of why it was weird. Like making recording this podcast was gonna be weird, just on the strength of. I felt like we had to talk about it, but I, I almost don't want to talk about it because it's like, it just it feels weird, but not weird in the sense of how people are going to hear it. It just feels weird. Cause like I really rock with homie and it just like, damn, not Nipsey. Like I really didn't want to talk about this because of the fact that I don't know how I can really talk about anything else after this on this same podcast. Yeah. And I feel like I'll be doing a disservice, but I also at the same time feel like that's something that has to happen where we, we do have to talk about some other stuff. Not just yet, though. Uh, this right here, if I want to put this into perspective, it would be, for me, bigger than... I'm not going to say bigger than, because death is death. But for me personally, this hits harder, or hits home, hits closer to home than, than Biggie. And I'm not even going to include Pac in that, because at the time... Of course, I was I was young when both of those uh, icons, you know, passed untimely. But it was really on some East Coast, West Coast shit in my mind. 
So I wasn't even at a point where I was fucking with Pac. So that didn't hit me until really. Re- yeah, that didn't hit me until I got older. Like, damn, you know, he died and it wasn't even on that. Like, it wasn't really, like, that was really just some bullshit. But Nipsey is, like, this generation in my age range. So that that's one thing that really hits me. Also, he's talking things of today. Uh, motivational things so things that i can relate to things that i'm trying to do in my life which is that marathon that he speaks of you know because I'm, I'm definitely trying to get on to that next thing do what i'm doing now at a high level and just not give up in that and, and just keep trying to you know see what that next thing is that i can do um as far as like impact Goals, like you said, very similar with Big and Pop. I mean, I knew what happened, and it was like, damn, they were like the best rappers. That's crazy. Like they were super rappers. It hit, but this one, it just stung different. Like read when I read the, I was literally, um, I was about to come down here and goof off with my little DJ controller in Serato. Open up my MacBook and I saw he had been shot. And I'm like, the fuck? And then like two seconds later, it was like, yeah, he's dead. And I'm like, nah, that don't make sense. Like, nah. And then, you know, the first thing you do is naturally you play his music. But I had like, please make a home safe. It's like one of the, well, please. It's a drink with him and Dom Kennedy. That's like one of the joints that I almost listen to. On a regular, like that's in like the gym playlist. I just really rock with the song heavy, and uh, at the end of the track, it's like a uh, it's like a play on the Warriors. It's the lady, she's like, um, "Good news, y'all. Those early reports were all wrong. I guess the only thing we can do now is play you a song." And then the next song on the Dawn Project kicks off, and like when that part played, like I started feeling like emotional. Like it's been. I've come close to crying a couple of times off this and it's wild. Cause it's like, I've never met Nipsey, like never been in the same room. None of that. I've just been a fan of his music for quite some time. And the message he's been preaching, like he never switched up even before he was like mainstream. He was on his, I'm not really with all this other stuff. I'm trying to make X, Y, and Z happen. I want to buy these properties. I want to build, you know, long lasting wealth, et cetera, et cetera. So, like I said, just keep rocking with his music to continue to hear the music growth and to hear him actually start, well, not getting, well, yeah, to hear him getting nicer. Like, you can tell he's really putting in work with the craft, the way he was going about connecting with his fans at the time. And, I mean, throughout the whole process, the whole time he's been, like, heavily connected with the fans. He seemed like a reachable person. So, I guess. Definitely reachable. From that standpoint, you hear his music, it's like you felt like you knew him. You felt like you've been, you've been going through it with him, the marathon with him. And it was just great to finally see him start to see the fruits pay off. Like, yo, it's not a it's not an overnight process. You got to put the work in. You got to, you know, work at your craft. Do your thing. Stay, you know, stay solid. Don't, quote, unquote, sell out. Just move how you're supposed to move. And everything could pan out. And then for that shit to happen the way it, ha- the way it happened, shit, it hurts. So just and then, well, I mean, like I've lost family members over the past 
two years or so, and I mean that hurt. And you know, you go back to the memory, but for this to feel similar to that, and me not to ever have known him, and to see multiple people feeling those same type of things, just goes to show impact. homies impact. So I hope. I mean, I don't care if you didn't hear any of his music until now. Just continue to support, uh, send the positive vibes to his peoples, support in any way you can. I mean, I know money doesn't, money will never help heal anything like this, but I mean, he was supporting so many other people. He was putting other people in positions to be successful. So, I mean, if any stream is mu- the music's gonna boom because of what happened. Keep putting money into the projects. Um, I mean, do your research. And just keep supporting. Don't let the marathon end with this. Like, don't let the way he died, which was horrible. Don't let that be the end of what his bigger yeah. Don't end that was. support for the movement. Yeah. And I kind of just want to speak to the entrepreneurship. So, for those of you that may not have been following the the movement up to this point, most recently, the power plays that he made were with. Crenshaw, the mixtape, he dropped that for $100 with the Proud to Pay campaign. So you could purchase the mixtape for $100. Not only that, but you could also listen and download the mixtape for free. So you had the option. So you could either pay $100 for a project or you get it for for free. And the people that were, I'm not going to say true fans, but people that felt that vibe, and people that was really with it went out and bought the project for a hundred dollars. Jay Z, being one of the early uh, people that were known, bought a hundred copies. That right there kind of set the wheels in motion to where people were like, oh shit, Jay's behind this. All right, well, I fucks with Hove. And even before that, it was people. But that that's just one of those things where people want to kind of jump on the wave and may have jumped on the wave because of that. And I'm sure. Jay, being the person he is, knew that that would help to push that movement forward, and he had no problem doing that because he respected the young man's hustle. After that, he came back with mailbox money, sold that one for $1,000. A $1,000 mixtape. And gave it to you for free also. So you were never put in a position where, man, I ain't got this money, so I just can't hear the new Nipsey. Right. That was never the case. That was just all a part of his grind, all a part of the hustle, and all a part of showing people, look, you set the price. You know your worth. You can't really put a dollar amount on it, but if you wanna if you wanna try to conjure up some type of number, you're worth what people are willing to pay for it. So if, if you could say something costs a thousand dollars and people are willing to pay a thousand dollars for it, you go get it. And you gotta respect that. Now, that don't mean, uh, you know, you local whomevers, if you want to put out a $1,000 T-shirt, that you're going to move uh, 100 of them, and now you're $100,000. Like, it's, it, it's probably not going to work like that. Right. But if you got it in your heart and you think that's the move for you, go ahead and do it. Somebody might cop it. And then the next thing you know, you... That that's what's going on. You you got a hundred you got a you got a thousand dollar t shirt, people are copping and you you've set a wave, but it should never be about the money. Right. At the end of the day. It's always about the art. And music is art. And this art that he was putting out is timeless. I I promise you this whole week I've listened to nothing but hustle. Like 
all the mixtapes. I'm talking Crenshaw. I'm talking Mailbox Money. I'm talking uh, Bullets Ain't Got No Name, Volumes 1, 2, 3, Slawson Boys 2. Uh, it it's one of those it's a it's a weird it's a weird feeling like you you play the music and you hear what he was talking about you hear how he was like you hear him the message he was saying it, it like I said it just no he was really giving it up in the music he was dropping jewels he was telling you how to how to handle yourself on the streets as far as you know, keep your eyes open. Um, and it, it's just it's and just, yeah, and he he never really sugarcoated any of it. It was like, I know where I've been, I know what I've done, I know the game that I'm in, I know what it is, and I know what can happen to me as a result. Yeah, and I, you know what, this, I feel, I think the last well, stack was another one. Like when he passed, and he passed in a similar, he was on a similar, similar way. It was like, look. Stack was like, I'm going to get out the hood, but I'm going to bring everybody with me. And, like, he would always be on his, like, I'm the hood. I'm everybody's way. I'm the way out. He was on, there's no way I'm not coming back to the hood. Yeah. That's what Stax was on. Stax was on, there's no way I'm not going to be here. Like, I'm going to have the flyest of cars, the flashes right of jewelry, and I'm going to be right, right here, here with y'all. Rock, and it's going to be. Because it's not a problem. Y'all love me. I love y'all. So, ain't nothing going to happen to me. And. Same that, thing. Well, yeah. his was more of a, it was like a robbery yeah. gone wrong or something yeah. crazy like that. And that just kind of raises the question that if you come from a certain environment where you're not expected to make it out and you elevate above that environment while never turning your back on it, and you hear a lot of people say, where I'm from, you know, you're just lucky to make it out. Should you continue to press your luck, so to speak, by continuing to go back after you've already made it out? That, that's kind of the question that I think people are going to ask themselves moving forward. And I don't know that that's a bad question. And I don't know that there is a wrong answer, honestly. Yeah, I was just, I, I mean, it just goes, it's just, uh, it, it's tough. Because, I mean, like his store, he was he was hiring felons because he knew you know wasn't nobody else going hire the homie. So he was giving them a chance to make honest money, keep him out of trouble, keep him out of trouble. And it's like yo, that's like that's the homie Nip. Like Nip is on top of the world right now, and he got me in here working at his store. I'm gonna make for damn sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like, and, and he's here too. People, like he he yeah, shows and he's up. Here. Like he's kind of, he, shit. I can't be here goofing off because Nip might pull up. Yeah. And I mean, when you when you can give people that sense of pride, like you can make people feel you make people feel like genuinely feel good. And he ain't had to do none of that shit. Like Nip could have he could have rapped, he could have had the store and just been, I don't know, Beverly Hills somewhere cooling and not even thinking twice about it. And but just lived off. It past was a stories. matter of if I let, if I'm not there, then people won't believe it. Like you know, you know, like some people's names are tied to certain stuff, but you never see them. It's just like, oh yeah, so and so own that, but you know, you don't see them, so you can't really. I think he was around, and I think it's important to go back because 
for the few people, I mean, it's always going to be one bad apple in a batch. And hopefully, you know, this isn't how it always ends. But you got to, I, I want to say you have, you don't have to go back. It's just a good look to go back because you give everybody that sense of hope. Yeah. Now, when stuff like this happens, it kills it. Because, I mean, I was sitting down like, yo, that's just stupid. Like, why the fuck would somebody do that? And then even more, like, imme- the next thing is immediate anger. It's like, all right, well, homie, I'm like, I hope, you know, whatever happens, homie. And like, but then that's just going to continue that cycle of the same. I was going to point that out Violence too. that's going to like continue to, you know. So the next bad seed for the next gender. So it's it's a vi- it's a horrible cycle. It's just you gotta hope things pan out for the best. I was gonna say that's the general consensus though. Like the hardest of gangbangers, the OGs of OGs, all have been saying this shouldn't happen to Nip. Like this 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 isn't how the game go. And when that's being said. That lets you know he was just a man of respect, stand-up guy. But to your point, it also feeds into you have a bias towards people that you fuck with, in a sense. And I'm going to break that down a little bit. So, you know, Nipsey got killed, and it was, damn, we need to, you know, stop the violence, the gun violence. But in the very next breath, it was the streets is going to take care of this dude that killed Nip, or if he goes to jail, you know, he's going to get what's coming to him, and we're perfectly fine with that. But, and I mean... I'm not saying you're right or wrong in thinking that. It's just that it's the exact same thing. But, and I think that kind of goes back to how, as far as Nip being, like, the person he was, the way he rapped, like, he, he said it, like, hey, I signed up for this game, so and we all signed up for it. Now some of us are more solid than others, but mm-hmm. we know how it's going to go down. So in that context, whatever happened, like it's it's a it's a horrible situation. I'm just more so like just don't let homies message and get what he's trying get to lost do, get and lost in the yeah. midst of all this. And I hope it doesn't spark like wild violence. To kick off, yeah, it's just. I mean, I mean, I like everybody be safe, man. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, regardless of if it affected you, any of the listeners, anybody out there, look, just bump the music. Definitely, and if you if you're not if you're not familiar with Nip, or you want to get more familiar with Nip, reach out. We could definitely put a playlist together for you. And give you a, a Nipsey Hustle 101, so to speak. Yeah, and I mean, it's like don't feel don't feel weird for feeling like bad. Yeah, because like it's a terrible situation. It's it's horrible and it's understandable. Because like I said, I felt like damn near pushed to tears listening to some of the music. It's like damn, it's, it's all in the music. Yeah. I never. I never met the homie, but it's just the vibe you get from certain people. So I feel bad for not bigging him up like I should have when he was alive, and I, I'm a I'm a get better with that. And I feel like I kind of have with the whole Griselda movement, Benny Conway, and all them. 
So I'm going to continue to shout them out heavy, and I'm going to continue to shout out everybody else that I really yeah. fuck with heavy. Because Nipsey was definitely in that same lane as far as people that I, I fuck with, but he just got lost in the in the mix of all the I, music and all the bullshit. I guess this is like the positive we can segue away. Um, I was kicking it. I went to, you know, going to work, and one of my homies pulled me up and was like, damn, yo, I heard what happened. And he was like, yo, you good. And I was like, I mean, it is what it is. He was like, yo, I just remember me, you, and Chain kicking it. Like, we was going, we were mall hopping or something. And he was like, yo, y'all had me in the car all day, and all y'all was bumping was that West Coast shit. And I remember my homie's name coming up. And I, like, started smiling. I was like, damn. It was cool that, like, that story, like, he remembered being introduced to Nip, Dom Kennedy, and those type of guys. Like, he knew who Kendrick was. But like J Rock, Absol, Dom, Nipsey, he wasn't like well versed, and he was like, "Oh, y'all had me in the car all day, and that's all we listened to was West Coast rap. Like that shit is crazy." So, I and mean, that's, and that's just definitely a sign of the times. Like, cause like I said, growing up, it wasn't that. It wasn't. It wasn't West Coast rap in the whip. It was East Coast rap all day, heavy. But now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll fuck around listening to more West Coast rap than I listen to East Coast rap on a given day. Outside of the whole Griselda camp, it was real quiet for the East Coast. Yeah. For the most part. And uh, like you said, kind of going back. So, uh, Nip's clothing line, the the marathon, the Crenshaw hoodies, all that the stuff. The marathon clothing, yep. Um, It was one of those things just like, yo, I'm going to get one because I fuck with him. I'm going to get one at some point. And I kind of kept putting it on the back burner. So, I mean, I'm going to grab one eventually. I'm, gonna I'm not going to I'm not gonna run rush now. Yeah. I mean, because I know like there's a lot of people. There's a lot of moving parts. And to those people, thank you. Continue to show love. Continue to show support. But um, same thing. Like, I'm going to grab some of that. And then the Griselda camp, they move a lot of stuff. I'm going to just be more supportive than what I am. More not only for those, but, like, again, the local people that I rock with that have clothing lines. Just show support and... Let I mean, just give people their roses. I mean, it's cliche, but it does not hurt. Like, if you rocking with something and you haven't told the person you rock with them, show them some love. Because, I mean, Nip was 33, yo. 33. So, yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Uh, so, here goes what. I've been thinking about this just from a supporting Nipsey. I've been thinking about just letting the album run just all day. Like, when I'm asleep, just having this shit on and just having it on repeat or whatever. Because you know how many streams it takes for an album sale? No, I, I've never figured out. I never did the investigation. Uh, but 1,500. You have to stream some, a song 1,500 times for it to count as one album sale. So, as much as I've listened to Nip this week, that that's shit is not, not an album that's sale. That's not an album sale. I haven't had the time to listen to 1,500 songs. Damn, that seems like they're getting away with murder. It does. But I guess on the flip side, you got to think about how many people are actually listening to these songs, and. But yeah, that's all those people that are coming to your your uh your your streaming platform. Yeah. So you're you have those subscriptions, you have that money already. Right. But now you're saying, all right, well, we got paid, but we're not going to pay them until they until press you reach this this button a certain like uh-huh. no. That's crazy. They only hear because of my album, like. And that's why the whole songs being added to certain playlists. Is so important to an artist, like a playlist of uh, 
a streaming site's playlist, not your personal playlist. That, yeah, like Spotify does like, what is right, that? Um, Cav- rap Caviar. Rap Caviar. So that's why it's there. so important to the game. And that's why people, I don't know if they necessarily angle to get on those. And I'm sure the record labels do. But that's why. Because that, that attributes to those sales. And with it taking 1,500 streams of a song to equal one album sale, yeah. You, you want to be on every playlist you could be on. Yeah. You want your music out to the masses as much as possible. God yep. damn. 1,500? 1,500. Or, or, 10, or 10 song downloads. So you could very well pay for 10 songs, download them, and that'll be an album sale. Or 1,500. So... Just be uh, just be aware that it's not it's not quite as sweet as you think it is. I don't know if you think it's sweet, but if you do, it's not. It takes a lot. It takes a lot for these artists these days to see money off of their off of the streams, off of their stream, and, and off of that hard work that they put in. What makes what makes that even crazier is that you can't even um like if that's what it you can't sell a, a physical copy because CDs is going away. Yeah, so now that's like a that's ancient. So now you're uh, they're out there for you, but they're not as it's damn near. There's not as available. I think Best Buy may have they stopped selling CDs over the like last summer. They stopped selling actual physical copies in store. And and that's the thing, like you can't even get your physical copy money. So you need people to spend and fifteen that's excessive. Fifteen hundred is crazy. But Nipsey owns his masters. That's love. So that that makes it a little bit easier for that money to come back to him and his family. And that also means that there's control over where those songs can be used. So hopefully they license those out to a few movies or video games to try to get the revenue that way. Uh, Also, future projects, maybe. It's going to be eerie to hear new songs from Nip because I already know what that content is like. So that'll be interesting, but I'll certainly be checking for that. Uh, but just to stay on the own their own masters wave, uh, two chains. He he recently got control of all of his masters. That's what's up. So shout out to two chains for doing that. That's very important for all you artists out there. Um, Ownership. Own own your content. Own your work. Yep. Regardless of if it's um if it's booming or you just in the early stages of the grind. If Play you the trust, long game. If you trust your process. Played a long game, but there's no, I, I will say this, there's no shame in taking a deal or anything because, you know, you want to provide for your people. Just know that if somebody's willing to pay you one number, it's because they see themselves making a higher number. So and, you got to you gotta really play the numbers game. And then just always have it in your mind that if you do, for whatever reason, lose your publishing and you don't have the rights to your songs, that your game plan should always be to double back and get them at a later date. But just know the more successful you get, the harder that's going to become. So you kind of want to get back to that as soon as possible. But we're not really going to talk music. We definitely just want to talk that ownership piece. And um, I don't know if we said this already within that long conversation that we have, but RIP Nip, uh, prayers up for the family. And yeah, this just, might be one of those episodes where I like we like leave it up and then just vault it on some. Yeah, just keep just keep everything um keep everything running, man. Yeah. I'm sure he has some. I'm sure he has some planned blueprints, but uh, yeah, do what you could do with that. Got right. it. Um, that shit. Shit. Uh, I don't know. What's the I mean, that like you said, it's it's 
tough to segue from that. Uh, Fuck it. Uh, Russell Westbrook dropped a, a mean that triple shit double. Was fire. Like for him, and I know he didn't. Well, I don't know if he went in intensely saying these are not. I knew he just had a, a idea that he was gonna lock in and go crazy, and just just off the strength. Yeah. But for him to get that number, that was wild. And then at the end, he was like, you know, twenty twenty twenty. You know what it they is. They know what that means. Yep. They so, definitely yeah. know what that means. Super shout out to Russell Westbrook. First person since Will Chamberlain. Yeah, what he's doing is crazy. Oh, and it's going. And as of tonight, he clinched his third year average in a triple double. So shout out to him for that too. Yep. And I mean, and it was a lot of outpouring from. I mean, like the the Clippers did a tribute for him. Lakers did a tribute. Lakers too. did a tribute for him. I want to say like the Warriors, or maybe that was the same game where the Warriors were like warming up to his music. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he touched everybody, man. So. Yeah, man. Damn. Again, rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah. Uh. Positive energy, love, vibes to all his fans, his family. I'm a. Uh, I, I really hate to stay on this topic, but I was guilty this week of like kind of looking at social media and just seeing who was saying what from mm-hmm. a quote unquote celebrity standpoint. Not because anybody has to say anything, but anybody that did, like I was like all over it just wanting to see what was being said right and as you said there was a a crazy outpour of of support for um lauren london um as well as just uh memories with nipsey and pictures with nipsey generally when somebody dies untimely a lot of people will put up like a picture that they may have gotten off the internet and it's just like RIP this person and you know you were great and falling gone too soon but in Nipsey's case these there were actually a lot of pictures that people had with him cuz he was really just out here in the community and really not afraid to get in touch with people whether that was you know just your everyday joe or as I'm speaking to you right now just quote unquote celebrities like he was really all over the place making his rounds because at a time, it was really just him on an independent run. And that's what he had to do to get the product out there. So that that's just another um, way you could tell that he was really out here hustling. Yeah, and I mean... No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm good. I ain't going to speak on how... I mean, we... we yeah, no, I'm yeah. done. Um, where was but Russ? Russ went for twenty, twenty, and twenty. Twenty, twenty, and twenty. It says sixty. Well, twenty, twenty, twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. It says sixty. Yep. Twenty, twenty, twenty. Y'all know what it is. Yep. Fire. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy what he's been doing for it, that to go under the radar. Like it's almost as if the triple double. He's watered. It. He's done it so. He's done it so much where like people are starting to knock. Like ah, oh, he's he's stat chasing and da da da. Crazy thing is, everybody else still gets bigged up for a triple double, though. Yep, but him, because they expect at this point it's like, oh, Russ, Russ, Russbrook got a triple double, whoop de do, like three years in a row. That's right. Insane. To average that over the course of eighty-two games, you figure maybe he missed a few games here and there, but just to average that over the course of a season, unheard of. And then to do it three seasons in a row, ridiculous. Even if you're quote unquote stat padding. You're doing a hell of a job, kid. It doesn't matter. Because it's five other people out there that yeah. don't want you to achieve those stats. Yep. So regardless of if his teammates are are uh, helping him out. Helping him like by giving up rebounds, 
or well, shit, that's the only thing they can help him with is the rebounds. Because other than that, like shit, you want to make shots, <laughs> but they want him like you want to score. Right. And then the uh, yeah, that's it. And then scoring is in his hands. Right. But they not like the baby triple doubles. Like he not getting right. The, right. He it's a couple 10, 12, 15 games in there. But for the most part, he's getting 20, 19, 25, 20, 30 points a night. That's crazy. That's crazy to be doing that with those numbers. And then, you know, the playoffs is kicking up. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they're in the AFC now, so they might run into the Warriors off break in the first round. That's going to be a tough one. Hate it had to be them, but I don't got them um. I don't got them being an issue for the Warriors at all. Yeah. Especially in the first round. Now, if they can manage to get into that seventh slot, I think they can give Denver a little run for their money. I'm not even going to hold you. Hmm. (laughs) I had a couple other little things, but, like, this podcast really is about not this specific episode, but this podcast in general is really about just shooting the breeze and having a good time and jokes and, and all that. And I'm not really in a joking mood, honestly. Yeah, it's hard to find that. I'm I'm trying to find that balance. Like, just in life in general, not even on the podcast. Like, I really ain't been on no, no play shit. Like, yeah. And all I do is play. Like, right. Like, everything's a fucking joke. Everything's a fucking joke. I've been accused of playing way too much. Right. A lot. So, this is a weird space. This shit is definitely different for me. And like, But the way I look at it is is if it's people that's feeling the same way and they tuning in, like, all right, I know I'm at least be able to rock out with the homies. Hopefully, we can find a rhythm and catch catch that way where, you know, we can provide that. Escape, yeah. I want to call it. Yeah, and I mean we here now, so yeah, here we are. Uh, sh- hmm. damn, that shit just. I mean, it's it'll it it it'll find its way in what. Yeah, this gonna be all over the place. About. Um, Kev Hart, he dropped a uh, Netflix special. That shit, eh. you watched it? I, I I cut it off. Oh, I ain't watch it. Like I I ain't been on my Netflix shit. Like I ain't been on nothing. Only thing I've been watching on Netflix is The Office. I love The yeah, Office. The Office is fire. Office is funny as hell. I've been watching. Um, I actually been heavy on Hulu. I was watching. I've been running Hulu through has Seinfeld. Live sports. Hulu has live sports. I've been watching Seinfeld crazy. Like I don't have the box set. I was gonna say, don't you own? I own every shit. episode. Every episode, but to watch on it on DVD on Hulu, you won't watch it. It's not better to watch it on Hulu, yeah, but but everything's f- gone digital though. Like. So instead of me having to get up and put a DVD in, one you that lazy? <laughs> one damn, I'd have to get up and get a DVD player. You so don't want to get up and put a DVD in? Hell no, not if I could go digital. Only thing about Hulu is, unfortunately, I don't have the the non commercial version, so, so that kind of fuck up the game. Yeah, but you own the DVD set. Yeah, but I don't want to put a DVD in. So damn, how just, lazy have we got? I'll rather put I'll rather watch in. a commercial than, than put a DVD <laughs> in. I ain't gonna hold you. I'll rather watch. <laughs> Ten minutes a commercial episode and put a DVD <laughs> in. I ain't gonna hold you. I bought um, I bought the Avengers: Age of Ultron DVD. I caught well the Blu-ray. I caught that on a humble, and I literally it sat in the room for like two weeks because I ain't feel like opening it and putting it in the PlayStation. It be like watch. that. 
And then I, and then I finally got myself together. Like, yo, you that lazy where you don't want to put a, a a DVD in the DVD player to enjoy it. You yeah. want to watch it. And I kept looking for it on Netflix. Like, damn. After I bought it, like, damn. This ain't on Netflix. You got to talk crazy to yourself. Like, bro, you wildin'. Do you get your stupid ass up with right. this DVD in there? Speaking of Age of Ultron, and my apologies, this podcast is going to be all over the place. So if you're interested in structure and format, this this one right here ain't the one. I mean, it's fucked up because we tell you that like 45 minutes in at this point. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I think AMC is doing something where they're running like 20 Marvel movies. Mm. Oh, back to back to back to back. You can just sit in and watch all of them. Yeah. How much is that ticket? Shit, I seen something where it was a contest where they was giving you 10 racks to do it. But as far as... Where do I sign up? What you got, like stay awake for all that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, it's, and it's a brief intermission like between each joint. Oh, and it's, all right. I want to say it's over the course of two days. So how do they know if you fall asleep or not? Somebody in there like hawking you? They I got the s- GoPro strapped to your neck. So I you- want to say they want you to do like a, like a brief synopsis of each movie or some shit added the fact even though you clearly probably saw them already i, I forget I, i'm gonna look up the exact terms of that particular marathon watching and uh get back with that but um i tried to do that i um i have like most of the dvds so i tried to watch them in the order mm-hmm. marvel really did a great job putting that shit together Why'd you uh, blank yourself out right there? Oh, no. I was literally, I was burping. Oh. And, yeah, so I wasn't, it wasn't an edit. It was just me, like. Okay, so the price is 22 movies. You want me to cuss on the joint. That's crazy. I mean, why not? It's 22 movies. Ticket price, $125. Mm-hmm. And the total runtime is 47 minutes and 52 hours. So that's definitely worth the price of admission. Because you figure the movies nowadays, for one ticket, popcorn, two people, that's about $100 anyway. I'm not, I ain't going to be able to do it. But you figure if you want to sit down for 22 movies, $125, that's about $5, $6 a movie. Is game at the end? No. That would be fire. Like, that would be fire. Like, hey, if you want to see the end game, you got to sit through the That's a ridiculous number of movies, bro. 22? All of them fire. Ain't a dud in the mix. I wouldn't say that. I would. I've said it. Um, yeah, you would. I, I said I wouldn't. I'm I, saying, I well, you ain't seen all 22. So. I've seen all 22. You haven't. How are you going to tell me what I've seen? Because I know you. I've seen them. You haven't. Only one I have not seen is then Captain Marvel. Then you haven't seen all 22? I don't think Captain Marvel's in the 22, though. All right. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, Yeah, Captain Marvel is. Yeah, it is. Right, oh, and it. as a matter of fact, Endgame is in the 22. Yeah, so I was going to say, that would, be, that would be the icing on the cake. Yeah, the only one I haven't seen is Captain Marvel, and that just came out two weeks ago. Again, you haven't seen all 22. I've seen all 22, unless Endgame's in it, and then I haven't seen Endgame. I saw... You don't want to tell me all the movies you saw, you still ain't seen all 22. What you doing? You don't want to look... <laughs> he trying to make up. He's trying to see his face. But I've seen them. I've seen them all, except for except Captain Marvel. Don't try to make it up like, oh, I did see Captain Marvel. I just ain't tell you. I've seen the end credits of Captain Marvel, though. That don't count. You ain't seen all 22. 
That's what it boils down to. Well, you ain't seen all 22. <laughs> you didn't. Unless in Because in game's in the 22, so you ain't seen all 22. Well, I'm going to see in game before you. You won't. <laughs> you in the same boat. I will 100% see in game before you. I'm entering the contest. Okay. <laughs> I already entered. That's why I'm telling you about it, because I just did it while we was on the air. Pause. I just I just bought one <clears throat> for $125, just so that I could say I've seen them all. Fair enough. But you, but everything else before that, you've seen. Yes. 100%. Yep. You're lying. <laughs> That's I'm not. crazy. All right. I'm not going to go back. All right. I'm going to take your word for it. You've seen them all. Seen them all. So are you are you hyped for Endgame at all? Nah. Nah, it is what it is. You it probably, is what it is. It's going to be, I'm, I'm, it's going to hopefully wrap up the, the story in a way that you'd expect. Or maybe, uh-huh. No, matter of fact, in a way, not in a way that you'd expect. You don't want it to be in a way that you expect if you have a way. You don't want to. I don't think it's going to wrap it up. Pause. Well, this. If applicable. It's going to wrap up this phase. Of this being universe. phase three of the universe. But I think it's But of course, there's more movies to come. And yeah, I think it's going to introduce yeah. more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More pathways, more avenues. Of course, it's going to widen the universe because yep. now they've added in, or they're going to be adding in, allegedly, the Fox characters, which is going to be X Men and uh, Deadpool and those Silver Surfer, Fire. Fantastic Four, all those good people. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fire coming up through the ranks uh in the movie industry. Um oh I forgot to mention Gotta had a forgot dimensions. Of course. It ain't the episode if you ain't forget to mention it. Yeah, I forgot to mention Walking Dead last week. <laughs> spoiler alert. No spoiler. But last week they had their season finale for season nine. It was. They just kill everybody off. It wasn't what I expected, honestly. What I expected happened? it to be more action. What happened? Nothing, honestly. Just a whole bunch of flashbacks and flowers and shit. Nope, not even flashbacks. It was. It pushed the story ahead. This season had a lot of time jumps. That's is that sloppy to you? Time jumps. Yeah. It's not. It's lazy more so than sloppy. There we go. Yeah, because it, it gives you a way to. Move the story ahead without having to tell any story. It's just, oh, it's five years later. And from time from time to time, we'll speak on things that happened in the five years that you didn't see without having to go into great detail because we didn't show it to you. So, you know, whatever we say, you'll take our word for it. So that that's what's kind of, that's what's lazy about it. But this last episode, this season finale, they kind of built it up. The writer or the showrunner, they were talking like real, this is going to be, this is going to put the characters in a precarious position. It's really going to show you that they have, they're going to open the world up moving forward. Okay. Based upon what happens at the very end of the episode. So everybody's gassed, all these theories, all these conspiracies about what's going to happen at the end of the episode. And it wasn't even that. What happened? I don't, do we watch The Walking Dead here? Boom. All right, so... What happened is there was a voice on a radio. Internet lore had that voice on the radio being the voice of one Rick Grimes. This is pre the the episode coming out. However, when the episode aired, the voice on the radio was very nondescript. You weren't able to make it out at all. 
So now that opens up the opportunity for that voice to be anybody's opportunity. I mean, anybody's voice. It could be Rick's voice, who at this point is gone. Not dead, but gone. And the other characters don't know that he's still alive at this point. Well, we we actually don't know that he's still alive at this point because it's six years since the last time we saw him alive. So who knows? Maggie, who's also gone at this point. Who we do know... Well, we don't know this alive either because we haven't seen her in six years either. However, she has been corresponding with people by mail, allegedly. I don't know what type of postal service they have in the post-apocalyptic world, but she's been corresponding via mail. She hasn't responded to the most recent letter per what As they long said. as they ain't on Twitter on The Walking Dead, we Gucci. Right. Per what they said on this episode, she didn't respond to the most recent correspondence. But, but how is the mail getting? T- well, this is, this is what I don't know. So, Oh, it's a letter from Maggie. Right. Yo, how does it get here? Or she strapped it on the back of a walker. Or it's another group of people which are called the Commonwealth, mm-hmm. which are in the comic book series, which this show is based upon the comic book with certain pieces that are changed. Right. But the Commonwealth being a group of affluent individuals, the richest of the rich, and somehow in this post-apocalyptic world, they're living... A regular life, similar to like the governor had, but on a grander scale. So this community has 50,000 people. They have sports teams. <laughs> like a sports team in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. Like say the... The Knicks. The Knicks. They have the fucking <laughs> Knicks, right? So th- this is all... This is... They're like, yo, you going to the Knicks? The Knicks? Right. The Knicks Cavaliers game? Exactly. All the games at the same stadium, though. Exactly. So this is; these are all potentially people who you got are a Bugatti on, in the post-apocalyptic. Got the Bugatti. You, you bringing out the Bugatti? You got to. <laughs> but where are you getting the gas from? I don't know. It don't, yo, they been getting gas and guns for years on this show. For years, Sam. I can't get. Never mind. But it ain't enough guns. Yet. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. I'm having trouble getting a gun now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's crazy. I don't really want to drop no spoilers, but I feel like y'all not watching one. Drop the shit anyway. out of spoilers. They fuck her, don't be listening. Right. So. What's, yeah, fuck it. What's crazy is uh, Rosita, right? So Rosita is currently, I, she's dating Father Gabriel. I'm wavy because I heard Vegeta, but oh, go ahead. That's crazy. So she's dating Father Gabriel. However, she is pregnant by... <laughs> A walking dagger is sloppy. By Sadiq. So, you mean to tell me, in a post-apocalyptic world... Ain't nobody. You can't even... You know what I mean? You can't even keep your junk in check in a post-apocalyptic world. But you figure it's only about two, three junks within your group that... Well, clearly she wasn't even available, but if she choosing... Yeah, that's what it all goes down to. That's unf- and on the father, so that's mm. unfortunate. Lord be with him. Please be. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But shout out to all the Walking Dead people. Everybody's still watching. Is cheating frowned upon in the post-apocalyptic Can't world? Be. Can't be. That shit's that shit is the least important thing. Well, one of the least important things in the post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. But if you got time to cheat, you different. In a post-apocalyptic. In a post-apocalyptic world, you different. But yeah. then again, you could just be throwing caution to the wind and saying, look, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because it's, it's really no... 
What's the real ramifications of that? <coughs> There's no ramifications of that. What they gonna do? I'm oh, leaving you. So mad. There's so many other joints out in the world for me. Nah, it's not. I'm gonna see you later. Like, yep. All right. Amen. Get over it. What you, you gonna do? You tough, right? Yeah. yeah Damn, so. Walking Dead tripping like that. It's definitely tripping. But shout out. And Negan, he's um. He's not a good guy, but he's. Nah, man. He's not a bad guy. He's not. He's not the bad guy. Soften the homie Negan up. Pause. Definitely, definitely dead at this point. But it's, it's, I'm sure it's building to the bigger story. Season ten is supposed to be crazy, but when you like a show and when you're invested in a show, your expectation is that it's going to continue to get better and continue to give you things that you're interested in. Regardless of them showing you signs that hey, we on a decline. Right. Season nine did a good job of doing that though, whereas season eight kind of didn't. Season nine kind of reeled it in and brought it back despite losing so many characters. And then Michonne, she's supposed to actually be leaving season 10. I was mad when they started letting Rick hit Michonne. I ain't going to hold you. And they got a kid, too. In the post-apocalyptic. And that's sloppy to me, too. So I'm having kids in the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Rick and Michonne got a kid? Yeah, RJ. He don't even know. Because he gone. Because he been gone. So... Mm. They, you know what I mean, left the black queen. They pushing that message. They pushing definitely, that agenda. Definitely pushing that agenda. That black queen raising that king by herself. Yep. Even in the post-apocalyptic world, couldn't get the brother <laughs> to stay around. Well, he's not a brother, but couldn't get the, <laughs> the father to stay around. It's fucked up, family. Yeah. It is what it is. Stop though. having kids in the, pop, the post-apocalyptic world, Shit, though. Stop having them in the pre-apocalyptic world, too. Yeah. If you're not ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's that's just the that's just a tip for the that's a tip for you this week. Excuse me. I was losing my uh my bearings over here. Yeah. That's the tip for this week. <laughs> that's silly. But I say don't. But yeah, I thought about that too. Like, yo, they having kids with zombies like that's outrageous. Like you right. have to do mad stuff. You got to change his diapers. You got to make sure the homies is good. They make don't sure have, quiet. They have no way of communicating outside of crying their eyes out. And this is for years. Years. Like that this you're going to have to do this. All the while making sure you don't get bit. All the while making sure they don't get bit. And making sure somebody don't press you. Making sure you have food, which you already don't have. Like... It's crazy. It's very irresponsible. Trust me. That should be the last thing on your mind in a post-apocalyptic world. But such is life, right? Such is life. Um, I don't think there's any sneakers that came out this week. I'm not certain of that, though, but I don't think. Yeah. This whole... Ugh. Just yuck. Yeah. We could end, oh the some phone pauses coming. <laughs> Hyper crimson. Nah, I'm good. White and red fourteens, which if you're in the fourteens, those are one of the ones that you should want. The fourteens dropping this week? White and red drop tomorrow. I heard I saw a debate like I'm somebody a was calling them they were calling they were trying to say they were called the candy canes. Yeah, trash. Something stupid like that. Trash like, name. They were saying it was Richard Hamilton PEs too, but they have no they have nothing to do with Richard Hamilton. He did what? wear them during the Yukon run, but these have nothing to do with him. 
Like they have, they don't have his number on them. It's nothing other than just a regular white and red fourteen. So don't let them gas you on that. They're the white and red fourteens. They're not candy canes. White and red fourteens. And I'm gonna wait on them. I kind of want them, but I'm definitely not paying one ninety for them. That's a fact. No, you no, will not no. see me with those for one ninety. That is a fact. Nah, 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 don't don't drop the ball ninety on them. Nah, that's a that's a they can wait. Uh, I, there was a name for that. Um, I feel like I had a name. What were you on sneakers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know if I said it, but but you oh, definitely oh, got to jump out the gym for them. Call them situations. Call them situations. Yeah, because they <laughs> sit. So that's the situation. I like it. Yeah, let them let them join set. Just like the the Tinker Tinker threes, they sitting for the two twenty five. You could, you know what I mean, boom. Let them marinate. The Air Jordan one sale University red, boom. Let them marinate. Uh. Yeah, but like I said, not really too, too much to talk about. I feel like this was the best that we could do with this particular episode. Oh, but I do want to apologize for last week's episode. Yeah, before we get out of here. Yeah, before we, we get out we of here. Heard, it was, uh It was, the. Re- I'm okay with it being an episode that's not the best from a content standpoint, because you might not hit on every every episode. Sometimes it might be a down week, not much to talk about. So you ain't you can't really give it up like that, but from a audio, audio yeah. execution that's inexcusable. So definitely want to apologize, especially for that. sixty something episodes into it. Yeah, so. deepest apologies. Deepest apologies. We recognized it and we did the best we could do to try to remedy it. Cause trust me, it was way worse. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we'll close with. Uh, thank you guys uh, again. I mean. Rest in peace. It uh, shit. We tried. Yeah. It mad love for Nipsey. Um, I I was a huge fan. Uh, don't don't feel bad about you know feeling some type of way emotionally or emotionally attached because I mean hey, that just goes to show how strong his touch was, how connected he was to his fans. Um, he was an inspirational human being, mm-hmm. just a really great person. And I mean, I'm saying all this judged off of music. Yep, that's it. A very dope homie. Um, it just sucks that he's gone. Not forgotten though. Gone, but not gone, forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. And I know I'm not gonna make this a a one week thing. Maybe on a podcast. I'm not going to necessarily bring this up every week on the podcast, but just from a supporting the music, supporting the movement, it's not going to be this week and, and then that's it. I'm not going to let Nipsey Hussle fade away like that. And I think I, we have a tendency to do that. And I mean, I mean, in closing, I'll say this. If, um, like, I've done some community, like, give bags, I've participated in programs like that. Like, you don't have to spend your money. To show support I mean that's just showing love But showing support is You know being there for Somebody in your community Somebody in the neighborhood If you can help out help out Um Don't hesitate Share the wealth Share the knowledge Continue to inspire Um Definitely to definitely share the knowledge Stay consistent in your message. Yep. And don't be afraid to 
look out for people that are less fortunate, even if you're not necessarily in the exact spot that you want to be in. And like you said, it doesn't have to be monetarily because that's not always the best way to give back. There's dozens of volunteer programs. Just, you know, reach out, do your research, um, do due diligence and just help. I mean, that's that's one of the best ways you can keep the homies legacy going. Spreading the word, helping people out, giving back when you can. Um, Just be genuine, be solid. And that's all I got. I mean, I thought me. I thought this would be a little, like, I don't know. But, yeah. No, I didn't think this was going to be yeah. anything other than what it was, honestly. I thought it was going to be worse. Worse, yeah. yeah. That's what. So, I'm surprised we was able to actually push through for this particular podcast. But this podcast kind of been in episode 61. Uh, We're going to leave you out with some some words from Nip. Episode 61. Thank you guys for rocking. And it's like, you know, you can look a gift horse in the face and not know what you're looking at. And I feel like, you know, I'm looking at the gift horse. I'm just one of the ones that notice what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? It's actually an incredible time. It's like a gold rush. It's never been a time like this. In our generation, it's our equivalent of the gold rush. When everybody moved to California, this technology has empowered everybody. It, it, it's giving people... You know, it's as big as you want to make it, and, you know, it's as far as you want to take it. And we could quote a gang of things going on in the world right now, or just, you know, accept it as being true. But, you know, it's like, man, giants going to crumble, big, big companies going to crumble, new companies going to pop up out of nowhere, and it's, it's going to be dramatic right now, and I believe it. That's how I know, 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 that's how I know. That's how I know, that's how I knew that I was different. That's how I know, that's how I know. That's how I know, that's how I know. That's how I know, that's how I know. That's how I know, that's how I know.